Welcome back for another episode of the KX Emerging Research Podcast. We're focusing on research that's happening right now. It's science so fresh, you haven't even heard about it yet. I'm Stacey Cochran. And I'm Kim Winslow with the Knowledge Exchange. We're continuing our discussion with agricultural communicator Dr. Kara Lawson from the Department of Agricultural Communication, Education, and Leadership in the College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences. Welcome back, Kara. Thanks, Stacey and Kim. It's great to be back with you. Kara, in our last episode, we talked about your new research project, a national survey to capture climate perceptions. Yeah, Stacey, I, this is a really, truly exciting prospect. It is, yeah. I mean, to understand how people perceive climate risk, and even more than that, Kara, you're working on audience segmentation. And if I have that right, audience segmentation means that you are serving people from different states that may be experiencing a variety of weather events. I mean, we're talking wildfire, heat, drought, et cetera, to understand if there are trends on how people respond. Am I right? And can you talk more about that? Yeah, that's a great description, Kim. And like we kind of discussed in the last episode, climate risk and climate change impacts unfold differently throughout the United States. And while some climate impacts are more extreme than others, there really is no area that is completely immune to risk. So what this means for me as a communicator is that there is no one side, one message fits all approach to an issue like climate risk. A message that's created for the people of California probably wouldn't resonate with the people of Ohio because these populations experience climate risk so differently. So right now we don't have a national portrait of these views on climate risk, and I'm so excited to have the data to specifically pinpoint these differences between locations and populations. And these data will show us, um, they're really going to allow us to test the hunches that we have about climate risk perceptions and also identify future steps to use communication as a tool to help people all over the country to navigate climate-specific risks. Well, and it's my understanding, too, so not only are you looking at risk perception from a national level, but you're also kind of trying to dig into some other pieces of this situation that may help with um, messaging and understanding where people are coming from. And what I'm talking about there is a new survey measurement that you've developed. It sounds like you've added a few questions on your survey that address how people perceive the farmer's role in climate change. Meaning like, do you think farmers are helping with the solution to the crisis or are they making it worse? Um, Now, before we dive into this, I have to mention that this is not a value judgment on your part. It's simply wanting to understand public perception. Can you dig into that a little bit? Yes, I would. I would love to. And I'm really excited about this new measure. Kim, your question about whether people think farmers are helping with solutions to the climate crisis or making it worse is exactly what I want to find out. This measure was inspired by my own social media experience following a lot of farmers and agricultural advocates around the United States. These individuals are really inspiring because they're really great about sharing their lives and how they run their farms and ranches. I noticed, though, many of these farmers and ranchers were talking about climate change, but I felt the message was largely from a position of defense and intent to blame a lot of other factors just to kind of um, push the reasons or causes of climate change to everything else. And 
you know, we know climate risk is fueled by hundreds of factors and probably even more factors that haven't even been identified. But I just found it very intriguing that on this topic, the reaction from some of the farmers seemed to be more of an open, closed um, message, which was really counter to what I see from them most of the time, which is highly encouraging of dialogue and conversation. Um, so many of them use these platforms to have conversation and encourage questions. So I just thought it was really fascinating that on this issue specifically, it had such a different tone. Um, and I understand this reaction from farmers and, and some who likely feel very threatened by climate change from a variety of angles, from policy, financially, a possible encroachment on their way of life and way of doing. But it just got me thinking about how farmer, how non-farmers or consumers really do view the farmer's role in climate change. And I, I honestly, I'm not sure what consumers think about farmers' role in climate change. I would hypothesize, like many complicated issues, there are some who completely blame farmers and some who make absolutely no connection between farmers and climate change. So this is an, an exploratory element, and I hope the data can lend some insights to public opinion on farmers, specifically through the lens of climate risk. And... I hope these data specifically will help me to help farmers have these tough conversations because it's going to take everyone to solve the problems associated with climate change. So anecdotally, um, you know, it, it looks like it might be uncomfortable for farmers. And I just want to get a full understanding of the public perception because then I think there's some opportunity for some good conversations. Right. Yeah. So it's not just talking climate change from, you know, uh, weather messaging or from large institutions, but it's helping people talk to other people about climate. Absolutely. It's so important. I mean, so we, we've just, we've got to have these conversations. We can't sure. just, you know, make a, send out a message and then just close the door to dialogue. Um, right. It's way too complicated for that. Right. Yeah. And it should be interesting, too, to see if those perceptions are impacted, like whether you're an urban or a rural uh, dweller, because yeah. if you have more contact and you're more familiar with farmers, maybe you have slightly different perceptions than someone who doesn't have any of those experiences or contacts. So that should be really fascinating to dig to, into. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Great. Can you tell us a little bit about how you develop a, a measurement like this? Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally new. Yeah, so this was really fun. And in social science, we often find that there aren't measures for the issues that we want to address just because the nature of problems is that they are continually developing and unfolding and there's always something new. So to develop, to develop a new instrument, um, it is a project that involves a lot of background research. And so the way I developed this instrument was through a great deal of reading, all I could find out about farmers and climate change together. Like as a researchable area, I wanted to learn everything that I could about what other scholars and researchers have found in this area. So I was able to locate um, about five studies that were pretty specific to farmers involved with or reacting to in some way connected to climate change. And from that reading, I created items um, and they're items like, I believe farmers are doing everything they can to navigate the risks of climate change. 
Um, I believe farmers will put the interest of the environment over profit when it comes to climate change. So statements like that. And this is going to be um, something that will be tested in that pilot study that I mentioned in the last episode. Um, so since this is brand new, um, there there's a lot of um, opportunity to make changes in this first phase because some statements may not be reliable and we'll tease those out. Um, And then we kind of want to see how each statement um, connects with other statements. That's really important too. Um, So that's how we did that. And there, there's also an experiment connected with this in which people will, the participants will read one of four stories about farmers and climate change. So they'll get a story about, Um, One of four things ranging from how farmers are navigating the risks to climate change, how they are um, at risk for issues of climate change, like can the technology keep up, for example. Um, So depending on the message that the the participants read, they'll then respond to some items. And we also want to see, you know, not only their perception of farmers and climate change, but how certain messages might influence that view. So Kara, when we're thinking about this new element of your survey, I know you have somewhat of a risk-based frame for the question. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'd love to. And it was really fun to come up with the treatments to present to participants. And I should also say that they're all based on stories I found in the national media. Um, A couple of the stories are from USA Today, one's from the Washington Post, and the other I think is from um, an agricultural publication. But they're all based on stories, just slightly edited um, for names and to tighten up the frame and make sure that it is blatantly obvious as possible to the participant what this story is about. So farmers are experiencing climate risk just like everyone else. And what I learned through my kind of media scan is this, that it really shows up in a few different ways for them. So the first way that it really kind of shows up is how can farmers try to essentially be risk managers themselves? So One of the examples that I have is a story about how farmers are using electric tractors to lessen the climate change impact. So what are they doing to try to lessen that? Um, Yeah, another is um, about, you know, how they are struggling with risks and is the technology able to keep up with the challenges? We see this a lot with some of the seed technologies Um, And and so many things related to just the warming climate and drought issues. Um, You know, another one is from the land management perspective of risk and how is climate change affecting farmland? Um, Is the farmland still able to be farmed or is it just too flooded out? Is it too beaten down by hurricanes? So what is the risk to the land itself? And then uh, the last frame and story actually deals with land management, too, but it's about farmers, again, kind of managing the risk through adapting their practices. Um, So it's maybe they're doing more cover crops. um, You know, they are practicing some other techniques just to, you know, protect the land um, against the climate change effects. That's really cool. Those and it's really neat that those frames or the stories that you were talking about came from 
<laughs> examples that you've seen in real life. Like that's, yeah, they're that's pretty really much cool. the same. Like I said, just the headlines are slightly tweaked. Um, I of course changed the names of the people in the stories, um, shortened them up so they were all about the same length. But yeah, these are directly pulled from from the media. That's cool. And, and I'm sure that people's um, perceptions of those stories or the way that they read them are also impacted by where they live because they might be more familiar right. with drought. They might be more familiar exactly. with hurricanes, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like the stories are fairly neutral in tone? So they're really not trying to sway people either way? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're from reliable, um, pretty balanced news sources, I would say. Um, you know, but with that, we are trying to promote a certain frame. So what I'm hoping I can get from this is something like farmers, you need to talk about the technologies that you're using to try to fight climate change or some conclusion like that. Right. Um, you know, depending on which message looks like it has resulted in the most positive perception of farmers. Right. That's what I want to figure out. And there needs to be more testing after this, certainly, and some more specific messages. But given that you know, everyone navigates the media in some way. Now, whether that's, you know, newspaper or TV or social media, whatever, the media is very much a part of everyday life. So just kind of knowing what people might encounter was also helpful in informing these. And it's tied back to theory, um, you know, in terms of efficacy or one's perceived ability to do something about it. Um, from a technology standpoint, or, you know, just from a land management standpoint. And then also from the frame of risk, I mean, is it going to be something that farmers want to just really talk up all of the impacts that they face because of climate change? Is that going to change perception? I don't know. I can't wait to see (laughs) what I find out. And, And it may be, you know, nothing. Sometimes these things don't have significant effects. But I think that I'll find something here. Yeah, that's cool. It's at least worth exploring. You know, so like you said, I mean, I think part of what I really like about this element of your work is that not only are you looking at audience segmentation for climate risk in general, but you're looking at some of those nuances to help people have conversations, to help understand that perspective. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's really what I want to get at. And you know, because it, it's fun to compare and, you know, look at differences and similarities and draw conclusions. I love that. I can spend yeah. days on that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I want to be able to move this research toward a place of helping people, right. um, you know, farmers, consumers, people who experience climate risk, because Like I said, it's just, it's not anything that I think is going to go away and we need to be prepared to navigate. Right. It's that communication piece. How do we talk Mm -hmm. to people about this? Do they need more education about what farmers are doing to mitigate climate risk? That communication piece is really huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kara, thank you so much. This is really exciting work to see, you know, something that's emerging, truly emerging as a new yeah. element in survey work. And we're excited to hear what comes out of it. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you so much, Kara, for joining us. Join us for our next episode in our series with Dr. Kara Lawson, where we'll talk about information seeking and risk navigation. Plus, we'll have our Dream Big segment. And thanks for joining us for the KX Emerging Research Podcast. For more fresh science, visit kx.osu.edu.